Well, hi everyone. It's been a couple of days since we commemorated Anzac Day and I've been struck uh, by the number of conversations I had, particularly with locals on that day uh, and days since. And I suppose the, the key theme has been about what we commemorate, the actions uh, of the past versus of what's uh, happening today. And it's particularly in two areas around freedom of speech and around our geopolitical alliances. So I thought I would just talk to, to both of those. Um, Anzac Day, we often will talk about the, the values and the freedoms that were fought for. And yet we have a bit of an irony developing in this country uh, of a government and others that are promoting the likes of hate speech legislation, uh, in many ways, wanting to censor different forms of speech. And what some people have been putting to me, and it's been, you know, in my mind over the last 48 or so hours is, you know, in some ways, the thoughts, the beliefs of some of our veterans would, would potentially become criminalized um, in these new laws. That certain forms of belief, uh, certain expressions, uh, certain opinions would be seen as, as wrong now, criminalized. I mean, let that sink in for a moment. You know, certain forms of speech are being proposed to be criminalized in New Zealand. Um, how would that apply? to some of our veterans, to some of the Anzacs? What did they think? What did they believe in? And yep, that was in the past and this is today and we learn, I, I accept all of that. But here we have, you know, the commemoration of people who fought for freedom and yet perhaps many of the things that they thought, believed and said would now be criminalized today. There's an irony there. But I will note it's really, really important as a sort of an amateur historian myself is we've got to be really careful, really careful about prescribing what people fought for. It's all too easy to ascribe highfalutin um, ideals, when often the veterans will tell you they were just fighting for their mates, fighting often uh, for survival, you know, not necessarily for king and country. So we've got to be really, really careful there. But I, I think it's, it's okay to reflect on, as I say, the irony, the values that they fought for. And actually, if they were now to subscribe or ascribe some of those, they might find themselves foul or afoul of the law uh, being proposed by the government. So we want to be really um, cognizant, really aware when we talk about the rights and freedoms which the Anzacs fought for, and then reflect on any laws that are coming through which are going to limit those. Now, the second point's a geopolitical one called Anzac Day, the Australia New Zealand Army Corps. And in light of what's been happening recently, particularly around the Chinese Communist Party and you know what side New Zealand's going to take, I suggest it's, it's pretty basic. Uh, you stand with your mates. We've stood shoulder to shoulder for many decades with our Australian kin. Anzac means something. Uh, we do things together. We do them together because we are friends. We have a long legacy together, but fundamentally and importantly, we share the same values. And I am worried over recent weeks of how the government in particular, but some of the commentariat too, are more than willing to see a fracture in that relationship and to go neutral with the likes of the Chinese Communist Party and what they're doing. I fundamentally sit on the Anzac side and that says you stick with your mates. And we are going to be asked as time goes on to choose sides because the world is changing. Those of us who follow foreign affairs can see the world changing. The old rules-based order is being deliberately undermined. And when that happens, particularly for little countries like New Zealand, you must stand with your mates. And having just celebrated Anzac Day, it's pretty clear and obvious who we stick with. We stick with our mates. We stick with the Anzacs. We stick with Australia. The third and final point 
It was more really a, a question. It's something I'm pondering I don't have an answer to yet. But it was a quote from a former Australian Prime Minister when reflecting on the really important elements of Anzac Day. He said, war should not be the soul of the nation. Be really interested to know what you think about that. He sits on the side, as I would, of saying, hey, Anzac Day is vitally important. It must be commemorated. It's fantastic to see more and more people uh, attend the ceremonies. The stories are shared. Um, it's a really, really important day. But he's asking the question, though, should it also be the soul of the nation? Should we be defining ourselves as a country based well, on war, on, on fighting? I suppose if I try to think about what he's suggesting is the idea that there are many, many more things of which we should base our country um, on, many other things of celebration. Not that you ignore the sacrifice, not that you ignore the commemoration, but should warfare, should battles be the soul of the nation? Is something that's been on my mind? Maybe now on yours that I've, I've shared it, but as I said, I'd be really interested to hear uh, your thoughts.